Hi, this is Mark Iskowitz. I'm editor-at-large for MMM, and I'm super excited to be part of this episode of A100 Storycast, a new podcast series which gives members of the MMM Agency 100 list an opportunity to expound on what sets them apart. In this episode, we're focusing on the agency GCI Health. It's inspired by People Mantra and are listening to and learning from its employees to best support them has served the agency so well amidst the unprecedented challenges to mental and physical health presented by the pandemic. I'm delighted to be joined by Kristen Cahill, Global CEO, GCI Health. Kristen, how are you? And welcome to MMM Storycast. Thank you, Mark. Great to be here. So I know you've been with the agency since 2003. Uh, you spent five years as president of GCI Health's North American region before taking over as CEO in January 2021. So you of all people certainly knows what makes GCI tick. Tell me, Kristen, what makes the agency stand out from other communications firms today? Yeah, thanks, Mark. I, I think a, a few things have always been hallmarks of, of GCI for me. First and foremost, we really strive to ensure that everyone at the agency have a voice. You talked about how important it is these days to listen to employees given the dynamic environment. And I've always felt growing up here that I always had a platform to share my perspective. And I had leaders and managers that were really, truly open to listening from input from all corners of the organization and really gave me the opportunity to have input into where the organization was headed at a very early stage. And and I consider it my personal uh, responsibility to extend that to our team now and to continue that tradition. And I think when you do give people the opportunity to have that voice and listen, it's also really important that you be nimble and flexible. Uh, and that is another hallmark of, of us. I think sometimes, especially as you grow as an agency and you get larger, it's easy to put a lot of process in place. And, and that's important. But it's also important, I think, to be able to be really responsive to the environment, to people's changing needs, and to be really flexible in, in how you operate. And certainly that is coming handy over the last few years in particular. Yeah, I can imagine how, you know, listening to and learning from employees and having that be a hallmark, you know, would, would serve you well over the last couple of years. You know, last year, as, as we moved into year two of COVID, it was a struggle for many agencies just to keep employees engaged and, and balance work-life issues. How did that affect your shop? You know, what, what challenges have your teams at GCI Health faced the last year and how did you respond to them? Yeah, we were, you know, on one hand, we were fortunate because we were working in, I would say, a, a very flexible environment well before COVID. We had people all around the country and the world who weren't necessarily physically attached to a particular office. And so our teams were very accustomed to working with people virtually, working in hybrid situations, working remotely. And that served us well in, in the early days of the pandemic as, as we were all in, in the same proverbial boat, if you will. I think where things got complicated the second year and they continue to be complicated is that everyone is, is now having very different individual experiences and different perspectives on what they want. Do they want to come back to the office? Do they want to stay home? People have individual health experiences and journeys that impact the way they are experiencing the pandemic now. And so it's more important than ever that we look at people as individuals and not as a monolith um, 
and create customized strategies and support systems for people. But as you can imagine, that that's very work intensive for us as a leadership team and an agency. And it can be hard to figure out, you know, what is the right thing in certain situations because everyone is experiencing it so differently. So I think that's been uh, one of the biggest challenges coming out and an opportunity for us to continue to lean into that radical flexibility and figure out what that means for our people now, uh, because you have some people who really want to be back in an office setting and crave that uh, that connection to people. And you have others that are really not yet comfortable. And so you have to, you can't take a one size fits all approach to it. You have to be really thoughtful and really uh, individualized in how you treat people. Sure, sure. And so, you know, for an agency that prides itself on having a culture that you refer to as inspired by people, you know, as you said, that that can be pretty labor intensive for the uh, leadership team in terms of creating customized strategies uh, that work for people. Uh, Can you explain how that that radical flexibility uh, plays out, you know, with with your people and, and your clients? Yeah, I mean, I think a, a few ways, certainly with our clients and and with the work, you know, inspired by people is something that we apply to, to everything we do in communications. And really what that means is that when we think of different stakeholders and audiences that our clients are trying to reach, whether it's patients or physicians, healthcare providers, payers, policymakers, advocates, whomever, it's really about thinking of them not just as their professional moniker, but as an individual person on their own journey. And when you start to do that, I think you step away from the kind of one-size-fits-all market research that often tends to happen where you're just looking at a stakeholder as a number or statistic and really digging into where they are, where what their mentality is. And when you do that, you can come up with really rich, uh, meaningful communication strategies that are very much about where that person is in the moment. And so we apply that same philosophy to our own people. It's really important to us to understand people, not just in their professional lives, but also what motivates them personally, what is going on in their personal lives without invading too much privacy. Uh, but really, you know, we always say we want to people to be as successful professionally as they are personally. And we think that merging of the two is is really important in order to truly be able to support someone as a person and not just as an employee. And so I think that comes to life in a number of different ways in the organization, including just really asking people, you know, what, what are you personally need in order to feel supported and customizing that support in a very real way at the individual employee level. Sure. So it's about personalization, you know, the same way you would apply personalization, you know, I suppose in, in your marketing programs, you have to get to know your own people. Um, so, um, you know, many agencies now are starting to, to require people to come into the office a few days a week. I know here at Haymarket, it's, it's one day a week uh, so far. What's GCI health policy and how, how do you maintain a close knit and collaborative workforce in a hybrid environment? Yeah, we've personally left it up to the employee and and will continue to do so again, because we feel like everyone's in different situations and we want to be respectful of that. So we don't have a formal back to work policy as of now. What we are doing, though, is is recognizing that many of our clients are coming back to work. And again, that many of our our team members want to see each other in person. We're offering a lot of in-person opportunities, all optional to be in the office together. 
we're trying to foster a sense of community for those who want to come in through safe on-site events and off-site events. But we're also making sure that we're always offering a hybrid alternative to that so that those who don't want to come into a physical office but want to feel part of a community are able to still access some of those benefits and just be really inclusive of of both perspectives. Um, And we continue to do a lot because, again, before the pandemic, we were set up in a way that we had a lot of virtual employees. You know, we have a lot of our cultural programs uh, that were always designed to be hybrid. So that, again, has has been something that we've been able to uh, continue um, and and allow for. Uh, and, And again, and I think, you know, as, as client meetings come back, as medical meetings come back in different uh, situations where you do need to be in person, we're really just, you know, leaving it up to the individual's level of comfort, but also treating people like adults. You know, we've never been a culture that micromanages a people's presence, their day-to-day. If people need to take an appointment in the middle of the day, you know, we don't feel like we need to to police that or uh, to hyper-communicate that. We want people to just do what makes sense in their lives and and get the work done, right? And so it's all about just having that, I think, both official but also unofficial approach to flexibility that's so important and and key in, in the way we work. Mm-hmm. The lack of a formal back-to-work policy seems like a unique benefit. You know, earlier in the conversation, you mentioned that you you would like to see employees succeed both personally and professionally. In 2021, you kind of codified this approach with what you call the People Pact, mm-hmm. um, which is that commitment, uh, you know, to see people succeed, you know, in both you know halves of their lives. Can you elaborate more on, on what what that pact is all about and and how it impacts your employees? Absolutely. Yeah. And this was really uh, the brainchild of uh, our our regional leaders and our global growth leader around the world, because as we continue to grow our network globally, we really want to find ways to a lot of agencies say they're global, say they have these great global networks, but they don't necessarily work in a truly integrated way globally, nor do they uh, really think with a global mindset. And so we want to be different and, and we want to make sure that if we say we're global, that we actually have teams around the world that are unified against a core set of values that they've all decided against uh, together, and that we're operating in a way that allows people around the world to to all feel connected to to something. And so that was a huge impetus uh, behind the People Pact was our, our ambitions to be a truly globally integrated agency, and then to formalize our commitment to people. One of the things we heard from some of the feedback that we got was that while there is this uh, understood or uh, you know unspoken flexibility and support, sometimes, especially for our newer employees, that needs to be stated more formally. And so the People Pact was really an attempt to do that, to, to state it more formally, to outline it, and then to actively involve our team in the evolution of it. So the People Pact is meant to be a living, breathing commitment, 100% informed by feedback from our people. And then we've identified ambassadors, not at the senior level, but at the, the mid and junior levels to uh, to come back to us with ideas for how we can continue to, to evolve it. I think the other thing that was really important to me about the People Pact is we often counsel our clients that it's actions, not words that matter. And so I didn't want just some bunch of words on a piece of paper that, that didn't mean anything. I really want to make sure that the People Pact is something that comes to life through 
through very specific actions. So we're working with our team to make sure that anything that's in the people pact is backed up by specific programs and resources and supports and actions that we're taking as a team to support people. Sure. And you said you want to make sure that um, it's not just words on a page and that uh, it comes to life through through specific actions. Uh, can, can you talk about s- some of those uh, ways that you've brought the people pack to life? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the people pact has a number of different aspects to it. I think certainly uh, one is is leaning into, again, this idea of creating a, an inclusive, kind, supportive environment. We've invested significantly in our IED programming, uh, which includes creating opportunities to enrich cultural competency uh, through training and development of our team members. It includes uh, creating inclusive champions across the network, and we're doing that through um, a number of uh, programs, including ERGs and, and different training for our senior team members, and then also making sure that we're driving diverse representation within the agency and, and we're you know, re-looking actively at our talent acquisition strategy to make sure that, that we're doing that. Um, so that's a key pillar of it. I think another key pillar is really supporting people's both physical and mental well-being. It's obviously, as you mentioned at the top of this, it's an incredibly difficult time. Uh, The news over the weekend and coming out of Buffalo was very upsetting and very anxiety producing for many of our staff. So we have a lot of resources that we offer to people, uh, including, you know, different EAP programs and access to therapists, different benefits, uh, medical benefits that include behavioral health. We've also reframed our sick days as wellness days to, you know, encourage people to take days off, not just for their physical well-being, but for their mental well-being and be proactive about their mental health. So that's a big focus of us is really how can we help support people both mentally and physically um, at the agency. And then I think the last piece is really ensuring that um, people feel like they have uh, opportunity to grow and develop and be inspired uh, at the agency. Uh, that's a, that's something we heard loud and clear that people love our learning and development programs. They love when we bring in outside speakers and, and people from different perspectives to get them inspired. Uh, and so we'll continue to, to double down on that, especially as we navigate this next part of the pandemic. Sure. Wow. It sounds like you really are you know, living that that mantra, supporting the mental health and wellness of employees uh, has has come to the forefront of your HR strategies, as as you said. How else um, are you supporting employee wellness? You know, I think there's formal ways to do it, and then there's informal ways to do it, right? So a lot of what I just talked about were you know formal programs that we have in place. But, but what gets me really excited and inspired to work with our amazing senior team is, is see it come to life in, in informal ways too. I, I think many of our leaders and managers just take the time to check in with people on a regular basis and see how they're doing, rally around people when, when people might be struggling with something and ensuring that people know that if they're going through a tough time, you know, work does not need to be the main focus, right? And that the most important important thing is, is family and friends and, and lives outside of work. And, and so just really having 
each of our managers take that seriously and really reinforce that with people is, is so important so that it's not just a, a formal program, which gets you somewhere, but it's also reinforced at the day-to-day level and you're really walking the walk. I think it's also important for people to just feel like they have lots of different opportunities to contribute. What I love about the community at GCI is people are very purpose-driven. I think you have to be if you if you operate in the healthcare space. So it's also about uh, going out after pieces of business that you know may not be the biggest but are really meaningful to people because you're you're making a significant impact on public health. Uh, we have an incredible volunteer committee that does skill-based volunteering for really meaningful organizations and, and helps uh, support people. We have a mentorship program called the Dream and Me where employees can be uh, paired up with uh, young black people who are looking for mentorship in the communication space. So there's lots of opportunities to contribute to the greater good through their time at GCI, which I think ultimately is is very good for people's mental health and well-being. Yeah, that's really phenomenal that you facilitate that. I think a lot of people probably, you know, maybe see themselves as mentors, but don't necessarily um, know how to action on that, you know, feeling. So it's nice that you provide that ability for them to, to, to be mentors, especially with uh, young people of color, as you mentioned, who, you know, we need to see more of rising through the ranks of the industry. Speaking of that, you mentioned the IED program, Inclusion, Equity, and Diversity. I, I'm interested in hearing what role that plays in employees' mental wellness as well. Yeah, I mean, it's an incredibly important for many of our employees. Um, We have an amazing uh, team here at GCI that um, is full-time focused on IED programming strategies. Uh, We also have an incredible IED committee that's just volunteer employees who do amazing programming that recognizes various uh, milestones and holidays and and moments in, in different communities. And really, that's all about just making sure that people feel recognized and seen and heard. Um, and then we, you know, we really are trying to listen. You know, we are on a journey like many agencies um, as it relates to IED. Do we, are we there hundred percent where we want to be? Absolutely not. I don't think anybody is. So it's, it's more important here when we think about listening, that we're really hearing what, what people need and feel and are experiencing so that all of our strategies and offerings can be rooted in, in those lived experiences and in how people are, are feeling and, and reacting to the world. Um, but I think what I've learned over the last many years is, again, that you can't create policies that are you know one, one size fits all. Um, you have to acknowledge that, that people experience things differently. And that you have to, again, just treat people as individuals. And and when you do that, then hopefully you're creating a more inclusive environment. Yeah. And I think a lot of the industry has felt over the last couple of years that they're not really where they want to be in the IED area, but it's important to acknowledge that. And, um, you know, as, as people say, you know, if, if you don't talk about it, then it doesn't get done. And I see that more, you know, people are just throughout the industry acknowledging, you know, that, that this is a, an area that, uh, that, that could stand to improve. Uh, and that's really the first step, but it sounds like you're well on the way there. Let's talk for a second about how you acknowledge employee success. What's the relationship between employees and management? 
Yeah, this is a big thing for us uh, is is helping people feel and, and making sure that people feel recognized for the incredible work. We have an amazing team. And I think that's one of the things that we're really good at, hopefully, is, is recognizing that amazing work. And we do that formally through various programs, acknowledging and recognizing certain people at staff meetings. We have different uh, moments throughout the year where we do agency-wide initiatives that are often rooted in acknowledging great work and great contributions. Uh, But I think, again, that has to be complemented by just the day-to-day. So one of the things I love is that our our managers and our leaders are so good at just recognizing someone if they've gone the extra mile or they've done something really amazing and they'll just shoot out an email and copy a bunch of people on it and and praise that person. Um, You know, we do things like give out dinner gift certificates and and, uh, comp days and things like that to acknowledge, particularly going above and beyond. But really, I think even just a simple email sometimes to make sure someone feels seen is, is so important and goes such a long way. And, and that's something that just really, I think, permeates across um, the organization. It's also, you know, really important that people feel recognized in terms of feeling like they have a clear path, right? Uh, so we really try to customize career paths for people. Again, going back to that idea of personalization and individuality. Uh, and that's always why I've stayed at GCI was because I always felt like I had a path that was kind of built on both my strengths and my areas of interest, but also married with the business needs uh, at that time. And so especially among you know our mid and, and senior level folks, we really want to make sure that everyone feels like they can carve out a journey for them uh, at the agency that feels like it evolves over time and develops with them. And that's a big part of of seeing and feeling recognized as well. Absolutely. So so important to to one's longevity at a place is, as you say, you know, feeling like they can carve out their own journey. One more question for you, Kristen, and I'll I'll let you go here. How do you measure uh, the success of your agency's culture and employee satisfaction? You know, how do you benchmark against the rest of, of your peer group? Yeah, so a couple of ways. Um, we more formally, our people pact was inspired by a formal survey that we did with an external partner that looked across the organization and, and gathered employee feedback across a number of different pillars. And we plan to do that every six to nine months to, to look at how we're doing, how we're performing, are people feeling like uh, the actions we're taking and the things we're putting in place are responding to their needs. So certainly that that listening, that active listening is really important. But again, I'm also a big fan of, of not waiting for you know an annual or biannual survey to know how people are feeling. So we check in with people really regularly. We try to ask probing questions. We listen to the employee groups and, and committees that have been set up. And we hope to, to create an environment where people feel like they they can speak up and, and share what they need to feel supportive. So it, it comes back to that, you know, you got to do it formally, but you also have to do it informally and in the day to day. And so I hope we have created an environment that's that's hyper responsive to people and that people feel like they can speak up in the day to day. Great. Well, to that end, you know, the increased awareness around mental health and well-being is such an important topic these days. And the active listening that is a hallmark of GCI Health, you know, your IED program and that radical flexibility that you spoke of earlier really sounds like it's becoming a benchmark in the industry. So I hope we can do this again. Uh, thanks so much for talking to me today, Kristen. Thank you so much. It's such an important topic as we're all 
just doing our best to navigate a very challenging world. And obviously, employee employers have a huge opportunity to support people and be part of the solution. So appreciate the chance to talk about what we're doing and how important it is to support people's mental well-being. Absolutely. Absolutely. I hope we can do it again. And uh, thank you. Great. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark.